Thanks for tuning in. You are now listening to the Sports Card Lessons Podcast with your host, Ken Cairns, a weekly sports card podcast with lessons he's learned in the hobby and life lessons he's learned along the way. So sit back and relax. There won't be a test. The only thing being graded is the cards. You are now on with Ken. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Sports Card Lessons Podcast with me, your host, Ken Karens. Don't forget to hit me up on social media, on Instagram, at Sports Card Lessons. And you can also find me on YouTube by searching Sports Card Lessons. If you like what you hear, please like, subscribe, and most importantly, tell a friend, spread the word. What is up, everybody? Happy Friday. Hope everyone's excited for the weekend. Uh, it's Good Friday. This is dropping on Good Friday. Uh, so it's Easter weekend. It's first night of Passover. You know, hopefully you're getting together uh, this weekend with your family. You know, get together family, friends, nice Easter dinner, a Seder, Easter egg hunt for the kids. You know, no matter what you're doing, it's one of those, you know, regroup, recharge weekends. Um, you know, it's funny. When my, when my kids were young and played sports, they right through the weekend, there would be sports. Not on, obviously, Easter Sunday, but there would be sports, you know, right on the weekend, on Friday, Saturday, and then you'd get one day. It was the big one day you look for. Uh, now, as you get older, now I'm in this hobby here. It's it's one of those, you know, regroup, recharge weekends. There's there's no, uh, no shows going on. And if, if you've been following along with the podcast, you know, I've done four shows in a row four shows in a row four straight weekends so i am definitely looking forward to uh to uh, having a weekend off and, and not only did i do an all-day show saturday uh and got home you know late in the day i gotta unload the car unpack it everything put away but i was up six o'clock sunday morning to play golf because that's that, that that's another hobby that I love to do and, and I need to find time and I have to find time to do that too. I, I have to find a balance. So, uh, so as tired as I was, I was still up and, uh, yeah, it was teeing off by, uh, 7 AM. So yeah, four straight shows, uh, this past weekend it was in New Jersey. Talked about it last weekend. The garden state trading show, uh, was a little different this, this time. Um, Third time doing the show, uh, and I don't know if it's the time of year. Uh, you know, we did the show in in December uh, before Christmas. Then it, again, it was in February, uh, and then this past past Saturday. And um, if you do shows, you'll understand what I'm saying. Uh, you ever get to a show and i find this a lot at the local shows but this kind of happened to me at this show you set up at a show you're all fired up you're ready to go the doors open at nine and not many people are coming through the doors right away um and even if there is you've got no sales and by 10 o'clock you're like rethinking the whole thing what am i doing you know i'm never going to sell anything like all of a sudden you're just completely doubting everything that's going on uh, and then by 11, 30, 12 o'clock, the crowd rushes in and people start buying things and you completely forget, you completely forget that thought altogether. But, it, but it's definitely one of those thoughts that I, that I have a lot. 
uh, especially when I do the local shows, because I find the local shows really don't, you know, you get there early and you set up, but they really don't kick off uh, and, until probably 10, 11, 12. And this show was funny because I've done three times I've done this show. And the, the first two times, you know, nine o'clock, nine thirty was just swamped and it was swamped all day, like just sales all day. Um, and this one was a little different. I think the, the 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 crowd started to show up maybe around 10, 1030. And I think, too, it had a lot to do with a lot of the stars that were going to be there. So people kind of paced themselves. Um, I know Misha Tate was there. Uh, she was the first celebrity of the day signing at 10 o'clock. Uh, and, uh, I got some, ba- I didn't get to see her. I'm going to throw that right out. I, I had my card ready, uh, you know, my national treasures card all ready for her to sign. And, uh, you know, when I got there, I, I, I talked to the promoter and he said, yeah, she'll be here at 10. Uh, and I said, look, I really can't leave my table long. So it's a good time for me to, and he said, look, come see me. He said, she's here till two. Come see me like around one, one fifteen. Uh, and see if I can slide you in if the, the line's not that long. And I said, great. So 10 after one, I grabbed my card. I told my my guy, Rob, uh, at Sports Card Therapist, who, who I set up with, I said, hey, watch my table. I said, uh, I'm going to go see Misha. And I ran and I found the promoter. And he's like, oh, she had to leave. She left at 12. And I said, oh, no. So that by one time I missed her. I didn't get to see her. So I'm hoping there'll be another time down the road where I'll get to see her. But uh, I did not get to see her. I was a little disappointed. Uh, I put my card aside. I'm going to hold it, and hopefully the next time I'll get it done. Um, but her being there starting at 10, I think, is what started the crowd to come in because I know there was a line to see her. There was a pretty long line, and I think people came in and got in line, the first celebrity. And then after they got through that, I think they started flowing into the show. Uh, and I think probably by 11 o'clock, started having sales by 12 o'clock. I think it was swamped. And then the show that would pretty much end around three o'clock the first couple of times, we would end around three, three, I mean, I know the show went to four, but three o'clock, 3.15, people started breaking down and packing up and getting ready to go. So by four o'clock, it was just, everybody was rolling their stuff out the door. Um, But this week it wasn't like that. 3, 3.30 came, 4 o'clock came. There was still a solid crowd in there. Uh, the show went to 5, was set to go to 5 o'clock. So I think it was about 4.30 people started breaking stuff down, and 5 o'clock was uh, everybody was moving up, moving out. And there was still a lot of people there. I mean, I know we left we left at 5 o'clock, and there was still a lot of people, tables set up, and there were still people there. Um, so, again, just kind of a funny day, and I don't know if it's – the way they they set up the uh, uh, the celebrities, you know, for the autographs, um, or it's just the time of year, and I'm not sure as this goes on um, because this is my first year doing shows, so I'm gonna, I guess I'm going to kind of uh, figure it out, feel it out, kind of know, see what happens. So then by next year, I'll say, oh yeah, I remember that. I remember, you know, when we did that show in April, it got a late start, or when we did it in December, it was an early start, or whatever. So uh, definitely. Uh, Keep track of that. Um, want to send a quick shout out to, to my new friend, Nick, at the underscore slab underscore exchange. Uh, so this is the second time he's been set up next to me uh, at this same show. Uh, we had the exact same tables. And uh, he was on my opposite, my, on my left side. My guy Rob's on my right. He was He's on my left. 
so uh, got to know him just a little bit better this weekend. I know uh, I'm doing a show that he's affiliated with, the Probstein Show, which is in May in New Jersey. Um, and I know he's affiliated with that. I was talking to him a little bit about that, and he was doing a little advertising. Um, and I learned a lot from him this weekend. Um, and I and you know, I talk about being observant and and learning by watching. I'm a visual learning learner, learning by watching. And our tables couldn't be any more different. And I'm good about I'm about I'm telling you right now, I'm about to go completely against things I talked about in my first few episodes. Um, but I have a good reason why. And I think and I think other people have probably done the same thing that I've done up until this point, being new. Maybe it's a rookie mistake, maybe it, but just being new, it works. I mean, what, what I'm doing works, but it's a lot of work. I look at my table. I looked at his table. My table is crowded. I have two cases, uh, you know, with slabs in the cases. Then I have my soup box, which is a five-row soup box. Then I have a box with wrestling cards that are either numbered and autographed cards. Then I have a box of UFC cards. And I have a box of soccer cards. And then I have my wax. And I have, you know, football and basketball and baseball and hockey and Pokemon. Then I have another box with some Pokemon stuff in it. A lot going on. My table's very crowded. Now, I'm going to be completely honest. My stuff sells. Like the dollar, the, you know, the two dollar, three stuff out of the soup box. Everybody's buying a little bit of something out of that box. And then I look at my friend Nick, who's got two cases on the and plenty, all kinds of extra room. Just two cases with maybe 20, 25 cards in each case. And that's it. He walked in with a knapsack with his with it with his uh, slabs and two cases. Set them up, put them in. He was done. His setup. You know, it didn't take more than 10 or 15 minutes to set it up. People came and kept coming to his table. He always had a crowd around his table. Uh, and his negotiating really didn't have to negotiate much because the key, the cards that he had in his case were absolute fire, absolute fire. They, they started, I think, around seven, eight hundred dollars and I think went up to probably 40 or 50 thousand dollars. My my. My case, my slabs. Um, I think the most expensive uh, graded card, as I'm, I'm calculating as I'm talking, because I didn't think I was going to do this. But I think my most expensive one is probably a couple tennis cards that are about sixteen hundred dollars. Most expensive graded cards in my case. Now I am selling lots of stuff, lots of lower end graded stuff. I'm selling stuff out of my soup box. I'm selling wax. I'm selling this. I'm selling that. And what I realized, Nick next to me has one sale or two sales, and he's made more money than I have. Now, my preparation to get ready for this is a two-day preparation to get ready for a show. I have to make sure all my stuff is priced correctly. I got to make sure everything's comp. I have to go to my soup box. Do, what am I, do I have more cars to put in? I've got to sleeve all these cards and put them in. It's just a lot of work. It's a lot of work. And 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 I realized, and I really felt this Friday night 
when I was about 11 o'clock at night. And I realized I had a lot more to go before I even started to load the car because I had more cards. I had a bunch of cards I had to put in boxes. I had a bunch of cards like I knew wrestling cards that had to be, uh, you know, labeled with with prices and what numbers they are and out of what and what they are. And I said to myself, going to bed Friday night, I said, that's just too, it's too much work. There's got to be an easier way to do this. And then I get to the show and I'm watching Nick next to me. And I'm like, you know what? I, I, I really need to change directions. I really need to change directions. Um, I am going to start eliminating a lot of things. I am going to start selling off my lower end cards and start getting some higher, more higher end cards in there. I'm going to try to uh, kind of emulate a little bit what Nick was doing. Uh, and, and hopefully, you know, that will work out for me because I, I think, I think by watching what happens at this table where people come and they see the $10,000 card, the $5,000 card, the 20,000, I mean, they, first of all, they like to see these cards to begin with, but, but people were showing up to buy it. And the other thing, and I'm going to talk about this in a little while, are the people that show up at the table with cards to sell. What people showed up at his table that would literally pass by mine. And we're going to talk about this a little bit later. Um, as part of my teachable moment. But what, what, I, what, I, what I observed is the, the people that, first of all, the people that knew him. The people that came there looking for him because they knew he always had fire in there and they knew he just knows a lot of people. So they knew what kind of cards he had in his case. Even when he would get up and say, hey, can you watch my table? I got to run it. And I'm saying, yeah, no problem. People would come over and they, I'd say, oh, he just took off. OK, I'll wait. And like they would literally stand there and wait for him to come back at my table. Like if I were to walk off, I don't think people would wait on my, they would be like, oh, I'll just come back. Yeah, I'll stop back later or whatever. Even when even people do come to the table and they talk about a price and they go, oh, can you do a little better? Can you do this? Can you do that? Okay, let me walk around. That was either a yes or no. And the people that were there were bringing fire to buy fire. Uh, and I think really that's the lane and the hobby that eventually I'd like to be at. I can't. It can't do this overnight. And I don't think most people can. I know that takes time. I know that takes a lot of grinding. Unless, again, if money was no object, of course you can do that. But if you're in, if you're in the hobby and you're watching what you're doing, and you're making money or not making that type of thing, when it comes, I think you need to grind. You need to just keep trading up, trading up, moving up, taking these, selling these cards, move on, maybe trade up to another card. But that's my goal right now. That is my goal. I, I don't mind having a soup box because I think that I would have room on there. If I only had two cases on a table, I have, I'd have room for a soup box where people can rummage through and, and, and take cards out and, and buy lower end cards. But I think my lane, the lane I want to be in after observing and doing a lot of these shows, I want to be in the lane with two cases, a lot of higher end slabs in there. So I know I'm going against... I know I'm going against what I said in my earlier ones that have a little bit of everything, have the buffet, let have people. And, and that's great. And, and it works. Let me tell you, it works because I'm making I'm making money on all that stuff to sell. Right. But it's a lot of work. And I don't know if putting that much work in is worth the money that I'm making for it. If I can get ready 
for a show the night before take me an hour or two just to make sure my my 25 or 30 cards are priced correctly throw them in my my zion box with two cases in the car and that's it i'm on my way to a show right now i'm putting in three four five hours before a show getting ready making sure everything's ready and then when i get to the show i have to you know unpack everything i have to set up all the wax the wax is another one i'm, I'm done with the wax i i i i've you know, I'm setting up at shows and people are coming and, and retail, you can buy a, bo a mega box of a, I'm just going to give a price on a mega box um, for $49.99 from Target, right? And then you're I'm putting up there for $65 and they're coming around saying, well, they're 50 at this. Can you do 55? And I'm thinking to myself, I mean, I could do 55, but it was it worth me to drive all the way to Target or to get up early on a particular morning to order to, you know, get up early and, and sit in front of the computer to order this stuff for $5? No, because when I say no, I see them going right to the next person and the next person and the next person. And eventually somebody is selling, selling because I see them walking around with them in a bag or in their hand. So uh, the, the wax, I, I'm still going to buy the wax, obviously, and open it myself. But as far as going to the shows, uh, I'm done with the wax, um, I think. I'm probably going to do one or two more shows to sell off the wax that I have. Um, and then I'm going to be done with that. Um, like I said earlier, um, teachable moment. So I'm going to bring this up now. I know we usually do it at the end, but I'm going to bring it up now. Um, so it, it, just a funny thing. Um, and this is the best part to me. This is the best part about shows. The absolute best part about the show is you never know what's coming to your table that you didn't know you wanted or needed. I'll say that again. You never know what's coming to your table that you didn't know you wanted or needed. The best part about being at shows, and if you're if you're a dealer at shows, you know what I'm saying already, is people coming to you say are you buying trading the answer is always yes what do you have i'm always prepared i'm always prepared to buy something always prepared to make a deal and and sometimes you'll go through 10 boxes of junk stuff that you're just not interested in but it's always that one you open and be like wow that's interesting didn't even know that existed and then it gets the wheels going and and and, and you really need to get it um and I did that this weekend, and we'll do that in, in the deal of the week. I found a card that I didn't even know existed. Um, but my teachable moment really comes is for the attendees, people that are at shows. And there's there's people that show up to the, to the shows, and this is how I ended up with the card uh, because it was a tennis card. This is how I end up with that card because they come and they look in your case and see what you're selling and they move on. What, so, sometimes they have a case and I'll say, oh, what's in the case where you got, and they're like, oh, no, I'm just looking. And I watch them go to Nick's table next to me and then open a case and pull out a $2,000 Tom Brady or a, or a Josh Allen or, or a Patrick Mahomes, like, like a real, where they just, they didn't even give me the option. They, they never opened it up. Now, just because I don't have those cards in my case doesn't mean I don't want one of those cards. Doesn't mean I wouldn't buy one of those cards. Doesn't mean I'm not capable of buying one of those cards. 
you know, maybe I didn't have anything in the case you wanted to trade for, but I'd certainly be interested in the right deal to pay cash. And I'm prepared to do that uh, at a show. And I watched a lot of guys show up at my table, look at looking, look at my table with their box. And I even said, hey, what's, oh, no, I'm just looking and go right that Nick next door and open it up and pull out these great cards. Now, I can see what's going on. I mean, I can see the cards. I'm standing right there. And a couple of those cards, I'd be really, but I don't want to talk over Nick. I don't want to say to the guy, hey, if Nick passes, come back and see me. You know, I don't want to say that. If Maybe I can get his attention if Nick does pass. But but being in a show, it's just, you know, just being a good neighbor, not to try to step up, step on anybody. If if you see If you see a card that's coming, that you say, geez, I might like that card. Well, if he's showing it to your neighbor, you better hope your neighbor passes. You can't jump over and say, hey, let me see that. Like, I'm interested in that card. So a couple of times I saw those cards come out and I said to Nick, I'm like, I wish that guy would have stopped at my table. And Nick would say to me, ah, he wanted too much for the card. But I never had the opportunity. Sometimes I don't mind. And we talk about this. If there's a card I really want, sometimes I don't mind paying a little over. I know, I know, you know, uh, what Nick does in, in his business, like he, he's not paying comps. He's paying under comps because he can do that. People are coming to him. Uh, they're, they're bringing their business to him and they want to do deals with him because they he has cards in their case that they want. But I don't mind if someone, you know, I don't mind paying a comp on a card. So, so my teachable moment really is, you know, if you're an attendee at a show, don't hesitate to show your cards to anybody because you never know who may be interested in buying your card. You know, if you're going and showing the guy that's only going to pay you 80% of comps, then you have to expect you're only ever going to get 80% of comps. Maybe you should show other people. You may get 90. You could maybe even get 100%. You may even get 110% of comps. You never know. So if you're passing by people's tables without ever giving them the opportunity, there's things you'll just never know. Uh, deals of the week. So I made a few deals of the week and I'm just going to roll through them quick because they weren't really, they weren't big deals. Um, and, and, uh, one, two, three, five deals, five deals I did this week and four of them, there was no money exchange and they were done. They were done with kids. Um, you know, kids with the parents, they come up and, and, and if you've been in a show, you see the kids and some, some kids show up and they got some really nice cards and other kids, they just show up there. They like, they see something they want and they say, Hey, you know, this is what I have. And this is what I want. Can we, can we make a deal? Most of my lower end stuff, I'm on, I'm on board with it. I'll do it even. And even if the kids, even if it, I should be able to, you know, ask for 10, 15 or $20, maybe even $30 more. I'm going to let it slide because I just enjoy, you know, making the deal with the kid. The, the kids, if you do the deals, doing the deals with these kids are going to keep them interested in the hobby. You know, if you come up and you're nickel and diamond them and the parents are, you know, a lot of times the parents don't even know what's going on. The kids are involved and the parents are like throwing their hands up. They're like, yeah, I have no idea. They're like, I'm hoping that this will, you know, this works out or, you know, look something up or look up a comp or something like that. So, you know, uh, these 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 first four cards were traded for um, some wrestling cards, um, for uh, uh, a rock card. 
that one of the kids wanted a rock card. So, I, and I'll, I'll just go through these quick. I don't need to, you know, draw out the details. But um, first one was a 2020 Donruss Optic Joe Burrow, the rookies. It's a SGC 9.5. And if you're on YouTube, I'm just holding it up there. It's a nice card. Right? Nice card. It's not high value. I mean, we know, you know, how he made it to the Super Bowl this year. So, you know, it could gain some value or it could be thrown in as a, in the discount slab box or it could, you know, it, it could gain in value and be some trade bait down the road. Uh, another one I got, and I just thought this was kind of cool. And this, and this, this young kid, probably, and I don't know, I'm maybe not great at age, maybe 10, 11, 12, somewhere around there. Uh, his grandfather gave him this card and told him to go trade it at the show. And he was all excited to go make a trade. So this was a 1998 Collector's Edge Peyton Manning first place. Uh, it is a PSA 10. So it's, again, nothing earth shattering, but just a decent card in decent shape. Uh, and his grandfather gave it to him and told him go trade for some wrestling stuff. So I made I made a deal with him on that. Um, the next one here is uh, it's a Josh Allen 2021 Prestige here Prestige Heroes. Uh, it is to 49. It's the gold foil. Uh, again, not a high dollar card, but it was worth some. Uh, it was that was actually for a UFC, a UFC card. Um, actually, these next two, the Mbappe too. The next one was an Mbappe, a 2020, 2021 Stadium Club uh, Mbappe, an Aqua Refractor to 199, uh, PSA nine, uh, and traded that for um, uh, UFC cards. So the last one was a really cool card. Uh, and it showed up to my table because I have tennis in my case. And most of the time when I go to these shows, I'm usually the only guy with tennis and golf in the case. Uh, so this this particular gentleman had went to somebody else there um, and he asked about tennis cards. Does anybody have tennis cards? And they said, yeah, there's a guy over there right where you first come in the door. He's got a whole bunch of tennis cards. So he came over and he looked through my cards and he said, I think I have something you might be interested in. So he pulled out this 2021 uh, Levi's 501 Originals, Naomi Osaka. It's a PSA 9. It's just a really cool card. I never knew it existed. I absolutely never knew this card existed. Um, so, of course, I looked up comps on it. Uh, and I think the comps at the time when I pulled it up uh, through all said 289 for this card with the, the green arrow saying that it, it should go up. Um, but I wasn't willing to pay 289. And I just told him that's a really nice card. I said, but, uh, you know, I, I, I couldn't pay you comps. And he said, well, I would take 250. And I said, if you gave it to me at 250, I'd have to put it up, you know, at 300 and hope somebody's going to pay over comps. I said, it really wouldn't work out. He said, look, he said, I really don't want to keep the card. You're the only one in the room with tennis. Can we come up with a number? Uh, so I told him 150 and he said, if you could do 175, we'll make a deal. I thought that was really fair, but because I was the only guy in the room with tennis, this deal came to me. Uh, and I was so excited to have this card. 
Uh, and actually, Nick next to me, after I made the deal, said, if you want to sell the card, I'll literally buy it off you right now. Few other people, because I just at the time I just tossed it into my case. Few other people came by and immediately was all over that card. They were excited about that card. So I'm excited about the card. Um, and I think it's one that's just going to sit in my case for a while. You know, now that I've got a card that I really didn't know anything about, I had to come home and research it and, and everything else. And I'm excited about it. I'm excited. I'm excited about putting in this case here behind me and uh, just hanging on to it for a while. Uh, um, so I think that's it. You know, I think that's uh, we're going to shut it down here. Uh, we got a great holiday weekend coming up. And, uh, you know, like I said, everybody enjoy your family, you know, have a great weekend. Enjoy your family, your get togethers, your Easter dinners, your Passover dinner, the Seder. Just just enjoy. Uh, enjoy the weekend off. I want to thank everyone for tuning in. And if you like what you hear, please tell a friend, spread the word. Uh, until next time, be good to yourselves and everyone around you. 